men and women, single and married, black, white, brown, you've got that sense of having your hands full. Stress increases when you got your hands full. All of a sudden, you find yourself in a situation when you start to wonder, am I enough? This might be disruption, but it is not destruction. Forget success. Ain't nobody worried about no success up in here. Survival is success. Don't you see what happened to the Joneses next door? What do you do when the demand seems greater than the supply? What do you do when you're at your wit's end and you say, Lord, if one more thing happens, I don't have time to be bitter because God doesn't need what I lost. God will always use what you got left. When Elijah laid eyes on her and he asked her for some water. And what is amazing to me about this text is that this woman who had her hands full when the prophet came on the scene, she steps out of her own suffering to get him some water. I'm not sure I would have done that. I'm not sure with, with her hands, had my hands been full like that, and now you're going to ask me for, don't ask me for nothing. But in order to step out of your suffering, your miracles begin when you step out of your own suffering. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Your miracle begins. It's in its embryonic stages whenever you step out of your own suffering. If you, if you stop feeling sorry for yourself and go help somebody else, it changes everything. But you got to be willing to step out of your own suffering. You can't be selfish and get this miracle. You got to be willing to step out of your suffering. She never turned him a back word. He asked her for some water. And she never turned him a back word with her sticks in her hand. She turned to go get him some water. <laughs> and while she was going, after the water. <laughs> he said, oh, 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 like he was at McDonald's or something. He said, oh, oh, and, and can I have a, you know, a two-piece and some fries? Give me, give me, give me a little cake, something to go along with it. And, and that's when she spills the beans. That's when she tells him, I was going to get you some water. I was going to get you some water, but now you're going to mess around and ask for something else. Let me tell you something, man. I got my hands full. You coming up here, I was going to get you a glass of water, but do you know what I was doing when you came up to the gate? I was gathering up sticks to build a fire, to bake a cake. I only got a handful of meal. And a little cruise oil, that's all I got. When you down to where you know exactly what you got, you broke. When you are down to where you know down to the penny, I got $30.28. 
that, that's, that's that careful calculation of a mama who's trying to make it work. And you ain't wondering what you got. You don't go in the store and just go to grab it stuff because you know exactly. You ain't one of them people got 40 uh, rolls of toilet paper. You, you can't hoard nothing because you, you're counting down to the penny. I got 20 people left on staff. I got three people left on staff. I'm down. I know exactly what I got left. I know exactly what I got left. I got one place left open. The other two places have shut down. I know exactly what I got left. She turned and told him what she had left. And God will never need what you lost. Your miracle will never happen in anything that you lost. God will always use what you got left. If you're in the house with somebody, tell them, say, what you got left, what you got left, what you got left, what you got left, what you got left. If there's going to be a miracle in this house, it's going to come from what I got left. If there's going to be any change, it's going to come through what I got left. If there's going to be a breakthrough, it's going to come from what I got left. It's not going to come from what I lost. I don't have time to be bitter. Because God doesn't need what I lost. He's only asking me for what I got left. But it's hard to give him what you got left when it's all you got. I don't mind giving you something. But when, when you ask me, for what I got left, and that's all I got. All I got. She know exactly what she got. I got a handful of meal. <laughs> and I got a cruise oil. And I already measured it out. And I did not measure it with you in mind. Okay. Now, that's, that's her condition. I got enough because I was getting ready to bake a cake. For me and my, here come the boy into the story, and my son to die. What kind of mood would a mother be in to have to come to the point that she's making a last meal for her and her child to die? How low would you have to go to be working on death See, most of us are working on life. We're working on getting up. We're working on going forward. We're working on moving our way through life. We're working on what's going to be next. We're working on recreating ourselves. We're working on getting up out of that. She wasn't working on nothing futuristic. She was working on dying. All hope is gone. At least she had a handful of meal. And a cruise of oil, because she was out of hope. Fresh out, don't have no more. Fresh out of faith, don't have no more. And, and then I thought to myself, this must be a real woman of God. Until she said, as the Lord thy, thy God liveth. Oh, wait a minute. Thy God, not my God. As the Lord thy God liveth. 
And so, uh, so, 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 so this was a, about Elijah and his God. So God is now sustaining Elijah in the house of a woman who is an idolater. Because she does not claim Elijah's God. <laughs> Sometimes God will put your provision in the house of an unbeliever. <laughs> Y'all can't handle it. Sometimes the wealth of the unjust is laid up for the just. Sometimes God will use somebody who don't believe what you believe like you believe. I know all of you church people, you don't fellowship, you don't fool with, you don't talk to, you don't interact with anybody else. But if Elijah had not been able to talk to her, he would have died and she would have too. Because God hid his miracle in the house of a woman who was not a Hebrew, who was not a believer of Jehovah. And if she weren't an idolater, she still was not a believer of Jehovah. And by the way, the reason the drought and the famine existed is because the king had introduced idol gods and they were worshiping Baal. <laughs> so we are not just seeing, can I preach this? I feel like preaching we're not just seeing the, the decadence of the economy. We are not just seeing the erosion of the family. We are not just seeing the corrosion of her femininity. We are not just seeing the degradation of the family. Oh, no, it's deeper than that. We are seeing at the core of it all spiritual poverty. Spiritual poverty will always lead to financial bankruptcy. Hear me? Hear me good. Spiritual poverty will always lead to financial bankruptcy. It may take a long time. The wicked may prosper a long time. But sooner or later, gradually something will come along and it'll eat up your barns and your storehouse and everything you were counting on because God will bring you down to your knees where you got to discover him or you won't survive. This is a discovery moment. It is a revelatory moment. If this woman does not pass this test, everything she's got going to go down and Elijah's going to go down with it. Everything, all the chips are on the table. And she's standing there with her hands full. Look at somebody say, I got my hands full. It's a critical moment, but I got my hands full. It got a whole lot going on, and I need to make some decisions, but I got my hands full. I need to discover God in the middle of a crisis, but this ain't a good time. I can't even go to church. The job is shut down. The family is scattered. My life is in torment, and I got to get a revelation. And I got to get it quick because I'm running out of time. And I got a handful of meal back up in the house and a little cruise of oil. And I got sticks in my hand and I had enough, enough hand left to get you some water. And now you want some bread. What do you do when God wants too much? What do you do when the demand seems greater than the supply? 
What do you do when you're at your wit's end and you say, Lord, if one more thing happens, I got my hands full. And God is saying, don't you know I know? Don't you know I know you got your hands full? I knew you would have your hands full when I sent Elijah to your house. I already knew that you were a victim of the same situation that he was in. But I told him I had commanded a widow woman. (laughs) Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. (laughs) The, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God said, I commanded this opportunity to come to you, not because of what was in your hands, but because of what was in your heart. I discovered her heart when she went for the water. I knew she was an exceptional woman when she went for the water because a normal woman would have told him. So don't be distracted by what's in her hands because the real power is what's in her heart. You've heard the praise, you've heard the worship, you've entered into the presence of God. In a few moments, you're going to hear the Word of God. All of that is being ministered to you. But what have you ministered back? This is the opportunity for you to participate. Nobody can do this for you. You don't have to be able to sing. You don't have to be able to preach. You have to be able to have values and to value God in your life and value His Word and value His presence. This is your opportunity to participate. Everything else has largely been spectator, but now you can participate and own this and embrace this and draw from this word on a different level because do you not know when you sow into the word, you harvest more back out of the word than people who are just watching the word like they're watching a movie? I want to challenge you to sow into this word because I believe with all of my heart that God has given me a word for you. It wasn't just her hands that were full. Her heart was full. This woman might be in a famine and a drought, but she has a generous spirit. (laughs) See, when you have a generous spirit, the Bible says you will eat of the fat of the land. She has lost everything except her generous spirit. She is a gracious woman. Anytime you stop dying to bring a stranger a cup of water when you could have said, go get your own water. Your legs ain't broke. You can go down to the river just like me. But she did not rationalize it. She did not reason it out. She did not debate it. She did not argue. She acted out of her heart and stopped her death march (laughs) and turned around and went to get him some water. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but God said, turn around. (laughs) Whatever you thought was going to happen, that ain't go behind, go in. Your star. It's not going to end the way the enemy been keeping you up at night, worrying you about telling you, giving you nightmares, scaring you what's going to happen. The devil is a liar! 
this might be disruption, but it is not destruction. Somebody ought to shout right there. I said it might be disruption, but it is not destruction. God said, turn around. Turn around. God said, turn around. God said, turn around. God said, turn around. God said, turn around. I'm glad you're watching this morning because the Holy Ghost told me to tell you, I know you got your hands full, but God said, turn around. (laughs) Hallelujah. I arrest your death march. I arrest your depression. I arrest your anxiety. I arrest your perplexity. I arrest your fear. I arrest your turmoil. God said... Turn around. Things are about to change. Turn around. A breakthrough is on its way. Turn around. God is about to open up a door. Turn around. You're on the verge of a miracle. You're on the precipice of deliverance. You're on the edge of a breakthrough. Somebody shout, turn around! Turn around, banker. Turn around, businessman. Turn around, grandmama. Turn around, mother. Turn around, my sister. Turn around, my brother. Turn around, preacher. Turn around, prophet. Turn around, bookkeeper. Turn around, real estate broker. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. I may disrupt you. But I will not destroy you. I may shake you, but I won't break you. Oh, 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 oh. And the man of God spoke to him. And he said, I tell you what, if you'll bake a little cake for me first, hallelujah to God, if you'll just put me first. If you'll just put me first, if you'll stop planning on dying and put me first, if you'll stop planning on giving up and put me first, God said I'm about to open up a channel of blessings that you you never saw it coming. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but this is going to be unexpected. This is going to be an exceptional blessing. Look at somebody and holler, exceptional blessing. Except, except, except everybody's dead except you. Everybody collapsed except you. Everybody fainted except you. Everybody gave away except you. Everybody lost their mind except you. Everybody caved except you. God said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an exceptional blessing. She was getting ready to die. God said, I'm going to give you an exceptional blessing. And all you got to do to unlock it is bake a cake, a little cake, for me first. And you know what she did? She did it. It's one thing to hear it. 
It's another thing to do it. See, you can't just be a hearer of the word. You got to be a doer of the word. If hearing the word would set you free, you'd have been free long time ago. You don't miss a sermon. You don't miss a message. You catch everything on YouTube. You can preach all my messages better than I can. You heard it, but it don't work till you do it. If she just heard it, nothing would have changed in her life. But God would not bless you for hearing it if you're not going to do it. And she said, I'm going to go do it. She went in the house and she reached in the barrel and she got her hand full of meal. Now look at this. She had a handful of sticks. She had a handful of water. Now she's got a handful of meal. She had a handful of sticks. She had a handful of water. Now she got a handful of meal. Look at somebody say, I got my hands full. I got my hands full of sticks. I got my hands full of water. I got my hands full of meal. Tell them I got my hands full. I got my hands full of sticks. I got my hands full of water. I got my hands full of meal. She went from having a handful of death to a handful of water to a handful of provision. God said step by step. Step by step, I'm going to bring you out of this. Step by step, I'm going to turn this thing around. Step by step. Ooh, I feel like shouting myself. I feel like shouting myself. Somebody holler, I got my hands full. I started out with sticks. And then I got the water. And now I got a handful of meal. And so the Bible says that she reached her hand in the barrel and she got a handful of meal and she baked a cake for the man of God first. And the Bible said the meal barrel never ran out, neither did the crews run out of oil. I know what the book said, but you got to hear this correctly. It did not say that the barrel ran over. It just said that it didn't run out. You've been upset because it didn't run over, but you ought to start shouting because you didn't run out. If it never runs over, you got to shout that it never ran out. Look at your neighbor and say, I never ran out. I cried, but I never ran out. I was worried, but I never ran out. I walked the floor at night, but I never ran out. I was upset, but I never ran out. I've been tested and tried, but I never ran out. For 43 years, I've been preaching this gospel. I preached it in the storefront. I preached it in the valley. I preached it in the masses. I preached it in the multitude. I'm 62 years old, but I never ran out. Yeah! I got my hands full. I got my hands full. I got my hands full. Yell at somebody and say, I'm still here. Yeah. I never ran out. I never ran out. 
I've been in the valley, but I never ran out. I've been on the mountain, but I never ran out. I've been without a job, but I never ran out. I had good times, and I never ran out. I had bad times, and I never ran out. This is a sign that God has come into your house. Not that you ran over, but that you never ran out. I don't know how long the famine lasted. I don't know how long the drought was there. I don't know how long Elijah stayed with her. But I know she never ran out. She had enough for herself. She had enough for her son. She had enough for her company. She had enough for herself. She had enough for her son. She had enough for her company. She had a handful of sticks. She had a handful of water. She had a handful of meal. She had enough for herself, enough for her son, and enough for her company. I don't know how long. But when the famine was over, she was still standing. Because at every seat, she was in. Throughout the entire story, the only thing that's consistent through the whole story is that she had hands full. Either it had sticks in it, it had water in it, or it had meal in it. She always had her hands full. Do not get in this season and let your hands get empty. Keep your hands full. Keep something going on. Keep something stirring up. Keep something cooking. It might not be much, but keep something in the pot. Keep something going on. Keep something in your head. Something in your mind. Something in your spirit. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. Keep your hands. Keep your hands. Keep your hands. Keep your hands full. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't be redeemed and keep it a secret. Don't be redeemed and be an undercover agent for the Lord. God don't need no secret agents. He needs you to say so. Today, for your gift of any amount, you'll receive audio of Boldly to the Throne, Bishop T.D. Jake's dynamic message on receiving at the throne of God's mercy and grace. For your gift of $90 or more, you'll also receive Bishop Jake's book, Follow the Star, as well as Watch Night, a DVD collection of Bishop's powerful New Year's Eve services. For your gift of $150 or more, you'll receive our I Am Seen Throw Blanket, Deluxe Journal, Glass Ornament, and Hope at Christmas Collection, in addition to Follow the Star, Watch Night, and Boldly to the Throne. But I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can be what God says I can be. Call or go online to receive your bundle today. Do not say it again. Your mind is your power, and your power is your mind. The enemy doesn't have to poison you. If he can get you to think the right stuff, you will think yourself to death. Worry is the tactic that he uses, not only to rob you of the moment, but to stop you from the creativity to escape the discipline. The only reason you're going down is because of what you say about you. The enemy wants to kill me with my own weapon. God is not saying you won't have challenges. 
He's saying that you are so focused on what's wrong that you're missing what's right. Some of us are living our lives out of focus. And when you get God's word, it brings you into focus. God said, if you focus on what I told you to do, I'll focus on what you asked me to do. Because when you say, do not worry, you can get a clear word from God. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Dungeon.